Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Palmarino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. All-time classic. This is wrestling. So you met a famous... Yes, I I did meet a famous wrestler last night. Who's that? That was uh, Tito Santana. So, But it sounds like we have a guest on the show today, do we? Oh, yes. So who do we have on? So we got somebody all the way from Kinsland, Texas. Oh. He goes by the gatekeeper. Let me please introduce Garrett Spears. All right, what's up, guys? How are you doing? What's going on? I'm great. How are y'all? Doing good, doing good. Um, We're having some fun today. I mean, we just did an interview before you, um, but thank you for taking your spot to like help us out last week, but time came to a point that we couldn't match up right away, but we planned it for today. It was a lot better. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, no problem. And I love trying thank to- Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I love trying to find different wrestlers out there and bringing, him, bringing them onto our show so we can promote you more up to the East Coast too, with a lot of fans out there can find out who you are. So th- our number one question is always- Background and training you know we get a lot of people that are listening to our podcast a lot of them are wrestling fans but we even have some non-wrestling fans i know you got one customer on your uber that listens to us yeah his name is zeke i have a co-worker named devin that listens to the show so for all the listeners out there just give us a quick background of your training you know how'd you get into business where did you train at who was your trainer uh where i reside right now i've been here actually for like years since i was i was raised like 15 minutes from where the school actually is now i didn't know the school existed because it was like, I guess it was like, it was, our trainer's like from the Mid-South era. Uh, he, you know, he uh, wrestled a lot of guys with Dick Murdoch, you know, just to save one and uh, knew a lot of those fellas. And somehow last year I was, it was after I I went through like uh, I had stage four uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma and I was survived that twice and while I was in the hospital I was like you know I really need to do something with myself I'm really not going anywhere and I've been doing you know this crap here for you know three years I said I need something you know and I was like I, I want to go back to wanting to be a professional wrestler and even though in the back of my mind I'm just like where am I going to go uh, there's nothing around and I don't have the money to move and just so happened I just I came up on this place and it's been a blast. I started off as a referee because I had a port in my chest, so I knew it wasn't very uh, safe to wrestle, even though I did end up training with some of the guys and learning how to wrestle. And once I got the referee uh, thing down, I went through the the actual wrestling training, uh, which was a a hell of a transition. Uh, I learned a lot, though, being a ref, the insides and the outs of a match. So it's really uh, strange to be on the other side of the match after, you know, doing shows by myself. I'm being the only referee I've done uh, many shows by myself and uh, like I say the transition was kind of crazy and uh, I can't believe where we're at today uh, next month in Alexandria Louisiana we have a show coming up uh, we have Mark Von Eric and one man game coming down Ooh, nice nice and what's so awesome to me personally about this show is because I was like maybe uh, seven or eight and at the Coliseum in Alexandria we went to a show it was just a pro wrestling show and it was a bunch of mid-south guys and it included Mark Von Eric and one man gang and uh dusty wolf playing don't want to clown and um and my coach was actually in that show so it's like 22 years later or so uh here i am basically doing the same show but i'm in the show around all these guys oh yeah that's, that's and the part. it's like it comes full circle and i've never had like anything like that really happen
And so I'm, uh, I'm as excited as I am. I'm very nervous too. Oh, it, it's the fun part being nervous all the time. Like, like last night I went to see a concert and like, I got chills, like going down my arms and all that hearing songs. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is freaking awesome. So it's, Oh, it's fun when you have that moment, like hearing stuff and feeling, yeah, doing all this. I get that all the time when I'm doing stuff. You know, last night I was working on a show called press or wrestling explosion, just doing sound. And I was just getting nervous because they're going to be going, they went live on IWTV. So I'll have to watch that later. I did a fantastic job, by the way. You know, I've been doing this for over 20 years now. I still get nervous. I, I will literally walk out of the locker room in my shorts and one sock just to go to the bathroom because I still get nervous. <laughs> I had a vet tell me, so uh, I was like, I don't think, you know, I always get nervous before a show, no matter, no matter how many I've done so far. And they're like, well, that's good because if that ever goes away, that probably means that you're tired of it and you're burned out with it. So I took that to heart. So the next question is, do you by any chance have any pet peeves in the business? I sure as hell know that I do. Referees not wearing the right shoes, blue jeans, shirts not tucked in, not knowing what certain matches are. Like a referee called me up the other day. He goes, "What's a lights out match?" I went, "I'm like, really? You're a referee? Study." You know how much I hate when referees are counting three. Stop at counting sh- at. Stop counting at your ankles. Count at the shoulders. And my other, my other favorite on um, pet peeve is rainbow clotheslines when they over the person's head. Mr. Grimm. Yes. Yes. Mr. Grimm. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know who the, the wrestler named Mr. Grimm is, but we were talking about it. And he's like, I completely hate a rainbow clothesline. Like, what's a rainbow clothesline? When they completely go over the whole entire head. Just miss the person. Just hit the person. You know, like, make it make if it. You gotta do that spot, that's the clothesline. Do you have any pet peeves? Uh, I don't know. Um actually the move I hate taking the most and I will I'm not afraid to tell somebody I'm in a match with, Hey, uh whatever move you want to do, that's fine. But we're not doing I'm not I cannot take a bad body drop. Now I say I can't take one. I know how to do it, I know how to bump it and things and all that. But it's about taking the move, and that, that was a move that always scared me getting into the wrestling business because I knew one day when I got into a school, I was going to have to learn that move no matter how scary I think it is, and it stuck with me. Now, the best thing to do to me is just I, I got all the adrenaline going during a match, and if you call it then, you'll probably get it because we're in front of people, and I, it's really hard to say, no, I can't do that. So I just go and I give it my best. We, we have a friend. He's a smelling guy. People might know him, but he doesn't like taking a smell in backdrop. Really? Yeah, we, we did the interview. I know. And I mean, his dad does it so well, though. Yeah, because some people can't take, some people can't protect other people. And I mean, his, his Uncle Rodney even did a good one, too. You remember his Uncle Rodney? Yeah. You remember his Uncle Rodney? Yes. Who was his Uncle Rodney? I can't remember the top of my head right now. Yokozuna. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. Now you know who we're talking about. We're talking about a guy named Lance. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about the world-famous Anawahi family who throws some of the best leg drops and best Samoan drops drops ever. Been watching them guys since they were in AWA as the Samoan SWAT team. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I go way back, dude. This is what we do up here. Become friends with everybody. Actually, the funny thing is, he said Mid-South. Now, I'm 43 years old, give or take, which convenience store I walk in. Um, But I grew up a fan of Mid-South. Not a lot of people up in the Philadelphia tri-state area knew what Mid-South wrestling was. So, when we talk about it and everything else, and we, we mentioned the question of who was your favorite announcer? And I mentioned the name Lance Russell. And everybody's like, who? I'm like, go back and watch Mid-South wrestling. You don't know who Lance Russell is? 
goes, go watch Mid South Wrestling. And I grew up on all that. Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, all those guys. Iceman King Parsons, which people are like, who? Go watch. Go oh, next question. That's a voice yeah. you ever been received. Have I ever had a receipt? No. Best re- so best- what's the best advice that you ever received? Oh, yeah, I've had a couple of those. But um, I don't know. It's just like, um, like I said earlier, I had a, when I said the vet, it was, it was my coach that told me about, you know, you know, having the passion for the business. And I said, man, I, I get nervous at all these shows every time. And it's, I mean, that's a good thing. So uh, that's my thing is just staying, uh, doing it. Don't burn out. And to all the people that would, uh, that would, you know, consider going into professional wrestling. I mean, it is something that, I mean, you have to have your heart into it to do it, or at least, in, you know, in my opinion. I know a lot of people just out there, they want to do it for money and whatnot, which that is the wrong thing to do because you <laughs> starting off, you do not get, you do not make money at this. Um, but that's my best thing that I've ever had, you know, told me is just about my nerves, my, you know, have a heart in it. And uh, you just have to have a passion for it. I mean, I, I've been doing this for over 20 years, like I said, and got to have the passion. Like, my knees are shot, um, a lot of things, but I, I still love doing it, whether it's in front of eight people or 8,000 people. It don't matter to me. It's yeah. still fun. See it. Yeah, I really, when I walk through the curtain, um, whether it's, like you say, eight to 8,000, either way, I'm going to put on a show like there's 8,000 people and there might only be 80 people out there, but I'm going to perform like it's 10,000 more people out there. See, the best advice I got was actually from my best my best friend who got me in this business. Mr. Picard? Yeah. He said, always be respectful and humble. Yes. My, my brother always told me, shut the fuck up and listen. Exactly. Yes. It's exact word. So, and just have fun. Open always your ears, close your mouth, be humble, just, and have fun. Most of all, have fun. And when you get that hot dog in the night, you'll understand. Don't forget the handshake. Yeah. All the handshake. Yep. Just make sure they're not shaking your hand with the hot dog. So, next question we have is um, background check. Um, you're aware that back in 2020, we had a speak out movement during the bit in the business with a lot of wrestlers being called out. Um, some that were basically been told, you know, a lot of people found out a lot. Some guys were, you know, on the registered sex offender list. So, my question is, do you believe that some companies should try to do like background checks on the wrestlers if they could? Uh, I don't think it hurts. Uh, I, I can agree with you that. Know, especially like, especially like, you know, you have all these guys with these, you know, the sexual assaults and allegations and, you know, all that shit. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think it hurts to do a little background checking before, you know, you got some, you know, sick fuck coming in there and, you know, being amongst everybody, you don't ever know what's going to go down. Oh, and if you have a company, and if you, and if you have a company, which right now we have uh, one, uh, we have one that's actually my fiance that's uh, training. And, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of more companies that's got, many women and then you know you bring someone like that in there not knowing and then next thing you know you have some you know shit that's happened on your in your territory in your facility your academy whatever and you know yeah I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all to be a uh, background check definitely I totally agree we completely we, we knew a promoter up here I'm not gonna say his name but he was very nice to everybody he had his own sh- you know he was running his own company shook his hand too yeah we shook his hand and it comes turns out and he was he wanted to bring me in and turns out he was on the sex offender list for doing something with underage boys so trust me i know how you feel and that, that really makes me sick because i have a little one of my own and uh, he hangs around he travels a lot with me and i i feel bad for the motherfucker that would touch him especially like that oh yeah yeah if you're ever up in the east coast and we're there your kid's safe because we'll kick the shit out of the person yep yeah, so, those people, man. so the next question is it's a 
question. It's a new one to the show. It's called Three Match. So it'll be three your favorite matches that you watched of all time. Growing up. Growing up. Like I can plenty of them. And then three matches that were your favorites that you were involved in. Oh, some fun. Fun, fun, fun. Tell my daddy to take the paper away. So three of my favorite matches growing up and three of my favorite matches I've been involved in so far. Yep. Right. So let's start with three favorite matches of all time that you... Okay. Uh, I actually watched off the top of my head. I watched the other night, actually. Uh, Stone Cold and Triple H, No Way Out, 2001, I believe, Three Stages of Hell. Good one. It's a good one. And um, I, this is going to be... I have a controversial name i got to bring up, but it's uh -oh. one of my favorite matches. It's um, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit at WrestleMania 20. Still a great match. Still a great match. See, I will not diss what Chris Benoit did, but I will diss what he did as as a murderer. I mean, I was a fan yeah. of Benoit all the way back to Japan when he was the Pegasus kid. So, still. He had a mental health problem. That's why. Right. He's still one of the best wrestlers of all time. But anyway, you're the last. I'm not going to deny that. Last match. And I don't know. It's hard. Uh, maybe anything involved in uh, Terry Funk and Captain Jack. Ooh. Wait a minute. Wait. I, I got a side story for that. My brother actually ref the barbed wire flaming one from FMW over in Japan. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's uh, badass. I, I watched that match and I'm like, holy shit. But he won't do our yeah, show. <laughs> All right. So, three favorite matches that you were involved Uh I will say my first one, even though it wasn't that great, my knees, I had neuropathy. So, going into that match, I was not, I, I probably wasn't even 70% uh, good. And it was a Singapore cane match. So, I was like, well, I don't have to move around and do a lot of wrestling. Let's just beat the shit out of each other with these damn sticks. And that's pretty <laughs> much what happened. And, uh, you know, we tried to do a little bit of wrestling here and there, but like, like I said, my damn legs were shot but the reason I put it on my uh, favorites is because one it was my first match in Texas against my best friend of 20 years we were starting in the backyard then we were next thing you know we're on that level doing shows yeah. uh, so that's why it holds a special place to me Makes sense. Makes sense. Definitely. And uh, I, to be honest, I haven't really had a whole lot, but uh, so far, so good. And I had another match with him. Uh, really good match. It was like a 10-minute match, but it was like great. A lot of technical wrestling, uh, things that I like. It was like watching a, uh, Eddie Guerrero and William Regal, basically, mm. is what we got. You know, and a lot of people enjoyed it because they're like, we, you know, some people do get those Mid-South vibes and those old-school, you know, wrestling vibes, and that's exactly what we're trying to bring. So, so if, uh, I, if you go back and you watch a William Regal, interview. William Regal talks about a guy named Reckless Youth, who's probably one of the biggest independent wrestlers of the 90s and early 2000s, who never made it. And Regal dedicates his career, well, some of his career, to this man. And, and it's funny, nobody knows who he is. I do. I do. I know him very well. I watched him in the in the Senate Yes, I, I, I ring announced him, I refed him and everything, but... He was one of the top um, indie guys. Yeah. He said he was the one of the best in the world. He the was the first one to tell WWE no. Yeah, because he didn't want to change his game. Right. So our next question is a new question too. We we put new stuff in every time. We're trying to be different, like not like every other podcast out there because we are different. You're not your average ordinary wrestling podcast. Correct. So we call this the triple threat. It's like um game back in the day. People wanted to play like marry, death, and kill, or what was it? Marry, marry, fucking kill. That's it. I, I get that stuff. Yeah. 
So we changed it up to single tag and a gimmick match. So this gimmick match we're putting in there for tonight is a ladder match. So it's going to be who would you put as your single match? Who would you be your tag partner? And who would you have a ladder match? So here's the three names that I put in there is William Regal, One Man Gang, and Arn Anderson. Who best, would you best, put? The best spine buster in the business. Yes, he is. Arn Anderson. Who would you put as your single match? Who would you be your tag partner? And who would be in your ladder match? I think I'd have to go with a singles match with William Regal, uh, team up with Arn Anderson, and have the ladder match with One Man Gang. Oh, that sounds awesome. I have a feeling I would probably get destroyed in the ladder match, but it's okay. Maybe he <laughs> could pick me up. Maybe he could pick me up and throw me to the audience like uh, Bam Bam did Spike. But mm, yeah, I can't wait to meet him. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I love pranking. I love ribbing my friends here. That you that you do. Yes, I do. By the way, happy birthday, Brian. Yes, happy it's birthday. Not Brian. my birthday. Stop. We were at Applebee's and Brian. We told that. We asked the waitress, and we're like, hey, it's his birthday. And she brought out a cake for him. Said, happy birthday. And we yelled it really loud. And mind you, it was 1230 at night, and there was nobody in Applebee's but the other wrestlers that were on the show before. Yeah. So that's the fun part. Hey, at least I got her number, though. Yeah, you got her number, but we, we still got you. But have you called her? So do you have any fun pranks ribs in your career? Uh, I really haven't yet. We do, like, I mean, like I said, we do rib each other a lot. Uh, just like we have another cowboy character, and we just like last Last night we had a uh, we were at a fish fry and we were both kind of buzzed and we got our hats mixed together. We both wore straw hats, but two they were sort of not the same. But you know when you're wasted, he's wearing my hat the whole time and I'm watching him and he's so out of it he goes to leave and I'm like you gonna wear my hat and he's like this is my hat and I'm like no and it's just little things like that that just we just joke around with each other a lot we get along and uh, we could be the worst enemies in the ring or the best of partners in the ring and you know I, and I think you know I know some people they don't get into the joking and stuff like that and the pranks but I think you know uh, it builds a bond between everybody everybody you know can learn to laugh and get along you know then be professional when that time comes to get in the ring so and, um, do you know who uh, con- yeah. Confederate Currency Chris Hammerk is yes so I, I know Chris. I've known Chris for years. Um, we had him on the show, and we were talking to him about ribs and pranks. He goes, first of all, I do the ribs. All the fucking jokes are all me. All right, cool. So he tells a story about when Ricky Morton shit in his bag. And then he's like, there's only one other person that'll rib you more than me, and that's Ricky Morton. Don't ever be in a locker room with Ricky Morton, because Ricky Morton will do nothing but rib on you. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he kept telling us stories about what Ricky Morton did to him and everything else. But it, it's, yeah, locker room ribs are always fun, unless you Good Applebee's. Yeah, it's, it's always good to have fun, though. If you can get get people to get around and just, you know, and we all might be nervous before a show, but that's usually what we're doing back there. We're just laughing, we're talking, and then it's just, you know, when our music is, or that you hear them announcing your name, it's just, you know, we'll go from that to full 10, and then everything, you know, cuts off until then. I mean, my, my nerves get there when I'm repping, but then when I find out that I get a ref main event with, like, two of the bigger names, then my nerves get even more. But go out, have fun, everything's cool. Um, Speaking of all that, so the next question is a geek out moment. I can name one that my co-host here, DB, had one back in December. What was the latest icons we were at? My my new one is with Red Titus playing Connect Four with us. Oh, I was talking about when the Powers of Pain walked in in full makeup, and we, you're you're like, wow. Yeah, but but Red, Red Titus and Grizzly Redwood, who are two guys from Ring of Honor, had been on our show. Had been on our show. Both of them um played Connect Four with us, so that was kind of a geek out moment for you, DB. Yeah, I, I Brian lost. Brian had one last night. I had one last night. 
with Tito Santana. Back in March, I met Gerald Briscoe at You're welcome. LTW that, show. That was a geek out moment for me. Getting to work with Gerald Briscoe in a match, him doing a bit with me, that was really freaking cool. When he did the day picture on Geek yes. Out. And he remembered us when I ran into him. Yes. That was awesome. Um, But geek out moments, stuff like that, like doing ECW and hanging out in the back, talking to us, you know, all that. That was a pretty geek out moment. So my question is, have you ever had a geek out moment when you're working shows? Or just in general, it doesn't have any wrestling. It can be going to hang out at like a concert or something like that. And meeting somebody. Right. Oh, uh, well, I got, a, I got a great one. I'm glad you asked. Uh, in February, I went to a WrestleCon and I got to meet Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake is very awesome. He's one, he's one of my favorites of all time. I even have a pair of uh, I wrestle in snakeskin boots wow. uh, because of him. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he's like, you know, and man, I, just getting to meet him was just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I really wanted to geek out on him, <laughs> but I really didn't. He was so, but he was such a down to earth guy. He was like, he wasn't like talking to a, you know, a really like a celebrity because he was so, you could relate to him just by, you know, the little bit that we sat there and talked. Right. Like for me on, on the show, I know you had a geek, Brian, you, you weren't here but we mean db did have a geek out moment for this show when we got one of the first second generation wcw superstar on the show in eric watts yeah that was geeky yeah oh like, i'm like <laughs> we, we got the son of a legend on our show i'm like i just he wanted to come on a podcast i'm like uh uh eric come on and the crazy so. thing is we did not ask about his dad once and no. he's like thank you very much for not asking right. this question how is it to work with being with your father as he's a- like it's my father it's my dad like i don't tell everybody about my that, dad that's like getting cody on or dustin and asking him how how's was dusty or how's dusty's you know, grandfather let, the plumber get jake the snake on and ask him what it was like to work with his father because his father was a wrestler yes at one time, yes grizzly, in, um, grizzly smith yes man yeah and i mean his whole family was wrestlers sam houston right? sam houston rock and robin yes who we met at legends of hamburg two years ago but i did meet jake roberts twice the yeah. first time was a little bit off just because he was getting out of that whole drug world, you know what I mean? And right, we met him at Icons right after the movie came out. And then the, when I watched Peanut Butter on Falcon and all that, and I saw him, I was like, you were great in Peanut Butter Falcon. And he goes, thank you very much. And it was awesome. Like, And, and for those of you listening, if you don't know the movie, movie Peanut Butter Falcon, e- even for you, Gatekeeper, check it out. It's a really good movie. Nick Foley's in it too. Right. Yeah, I've heard of that movie. I've had people tell me, when I get time to actually watch a movie, I, I need to watch it because I've been told more than once by very, very many people that need to watch it so oh dude i am a movie buff keener is a movie buff and we uh, i'm a movie buff too movie buff. oh are you i didn't yeah. know that i'm just messing with um, yeah. Bobby, I'm gonna try not to be geeking out too much though at the next show because you got like, you like don't... I say, like it's great. Like you got one man game, you got Mark Von Eric, all these people I grew up watching, and now I'm in a show with them. And uh, I don't know. Then we have uh, in UWE we have um, every show that we do. Mr. James Beard comes and he helps us out, and uh, he's taken a liking to all of us and took him took us under his wing. And and I've never been so you know nervous for you know when he's telling us what's going down in the matches. And things like that. It, that's a whole nother ball game when he comes up to you and so this is what I need you to do. So you're in the ring going, all right, well, don't miss that spot. Remember what he said. And it's, I mean, it's awesome. And it's really, it, it, I get nervous. I'm not going to lie. You got to be like me when you're at shows. Just be like, you see them, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. But when you walk up to them, you just be very, very calm. Like, hey, yeah. sir, you know, it's an honor to meet you. Like, not only last night did I meet Tito Santana, but I also met Delirious from Ring of Honor, which was a great show. And he did a fantastic job in that 
that show too last night. He actually wrestled last night with his boys. Yep, that's pretty cool. Yep. That, that's a geek out moment right there. I mean, for me, it was hanging out in ECW when um, Dusty and Steve Carino, who now works for WWE, were going over their match. But so I'm going to move on to the next question, which is something that kind of makes me wonder at times. Like, do you? I, I always wonder how did we get there? Now we had ring announcer David Adams on not that long ago, and I asked him the same question, and he said, "Well, it depends on the question. Or it depends on the company you work for." So my thing is, I feel that certain companies are alleviating away from storylines of how did we get there? Why are we doing a ladder match? Why are we doing a light bulb match? I mean, I understand. I know there's the the deathmatch companies who do the matches anyway, but. Do you think that they're alleviating away from certain storylines if it's not a deathmatch company? Um, like, I don't know. We we haven't had, in the UWE, we haven't had like a, like we had the Singapore Kane match. And we actually made a story out of that, even though at the time, when it started, I was a ref. And I had this guy, this Barker, and he was like taunting me. You know, he would break the rules. And it was, it was like he was always trying to get up under my skin specifically. So we played that for, you know, since I'd started ref. And then finally, one night, he hit me and that's when you know and then I you know coming in like that I was like you know I don't know what kind of match we're going to have so we thought about you know Singapore Kane it's not too over the top and I think you know it'll fit and that's the way I am with more you know matches like that like if you're going to have like a big death match or you know I'd like for some I want to see I want to see and I want to hear why it's happening you know it's it's cool to watch you know whatever but I, I want to know you know why are they at this level why do they want to you know take each other to this level and you know almost end each other's career There's there's got to be a rhyme and a reason for it. Very true. Very, Very true. true. So we have this next question called Table 5. See, you're the fifth person at this table, and you need to put four more names in that table. But the theme is indie wrestlers that work in Texas and Mid-South. You can put at this table, who would they be? Past or present? Past or present. Past or present, doesn't matter. Okay. Uh... I can remember correctly. I had to put Stan Hansen. I met him. I didn't know. How, I want to know how to perfect those headbutts um, <laughs> and the lariat. Um, man, I don't know. I'd have to I'd probably I'm, most of the Von Eric. Probably just all of them and, you know, Stan Hansen maybe. The Von Eric. Yeah. Do you remember the ECW Stan Hansen story? Yes, with Frank Cody. Yeah. So we'll tell you a Frank Cody story. He was a indie guy up near us. He was on our show like three times and he's always welcome on our show. But Frank Cody, he's a promoter at one point. He just left, and now he's Santa Claus. So he runs around as Santa. Claus. He was Santa Claus then too. Oh, was he Santa Claus? Too? Okay. So he so he left a um company called LEW, but um at this time he was working at ECW, and in the back um he read his name on the list that he's gonna face Stan Hansen, and he calls up his promoter um his trainer, and he's like, yeah, I'm wrestling a guy named Stan Hansen, and his promoter um, I mean his trainer said run. So Cody left, no showed, and then finding out Stan Hansen injured two ECW. W wrestlers, they were in the hospital after that match. I think one of them was Donnie Allen. Yes, it was Donnie Allen. I forget who the other one was. It, you can find that on the WWE channel. Yeah, it's that old school there. ECW going back to like 92, yeah. 93, something like that. Yeah. But shout out to Frank. Hope you're doing well. I thought it was uh, great y'all brought up uh, Dusty Rhodes and uh, uh, Chris Carino because one of my favorite ECW matches was, uh, I think it was supposed to be like a, it was a bull 
rope match. I believe I forgot what I forgot what pay per view it was at. I I do believe it was Heat Wave 2000. I think so, but I'm not one. I don't want to. Or, or whatever. What was the one that was only on the internet? What was that show? Cyber Slam. Was it Cyber? Might Slam? have been Cyber Slam. It may have been. Yep. I mean, I know it was there because I was standing right next to it when Dusty was hitting. Him. I was in the balcony. The really thing about Dusty though, when he worked, you you ever watched Dusty up close? Dusty didn't regularly hit. You. Dusty knuckle hit you. Yeah. So he had the the middle finger knuckle out and hit you like that, and you didn't have to gig. Wasn't that an old an old school thing? <laughs> yeah. Southern thing. That's why a lot of my uh, style of wrestling revolves around you know the the old school Texas style, like you know my Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, all that, and uh you know then I get the you know the technical stuff from you know people like William Regal. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not very athletic, so I can't be a high flyer, and I'm getting a little bit heavy. So I have to modify with my, I wear braces. So I got like, I'm kind of, you know, bottom heavy, I guess you could call it. And uh, it's really hard for me to fly up in the air and things like that. So See, one, I just have to modify. I'll give you, I'll give you a voice. One of my favorite wrestlers in the Delaware area named Mr. Uala. Ulala! <laughs> he was, he was taught, um, he was told that less is more. And it's not all about taking tons of bunts, doing all this stuff. It's all about making the match entertaining. You're entertaining the fans. Yeah, one of the greatest entertainers in professional yeah. wrestling today. If you look up Mr. Ola, his stuff is amazing. He makes, he comes at, like, he, if he's never in that area before, he comes out with tall paper out of his tights. And, and the fans go crazy for it. I think he's a genius for what he does. And I, I'll tell you this, I was selling his merch at one of the show and people kept on coming up buying his stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wow, I never thought for being in that area all the time, people are going to keep on buying his stuff. So I was amazed how much money he made doing it but he said less is more and he learned that from um, George Animal Steel so that's freaking oh, awesome yeah. you know what I mean I, I want to tell you this yeah. Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling down in Chicotee Virginia we all, we're working down there he's always on that show Mr. Ola he doesn't do much in that ring but the crowd is in his match every time his first match he was against the big guy Everest people were in that match the mountain of a man yes Everest the second match he was tagged up with John, Wash- John Washington against Everest, people were in that match. It's all about selling your match for the fans to get into it. And it's always less is more, dude. That's that's the thing I like to send out there. Just entertain us fans because we're all fans in wrestling. Love oh, yeah. Sport. Uh, yes, I use the word sport and it's a sport because half the stuff you guys do in that ring yeah. is athletic. I can't yeah. do it anymore because I'm 43 years old and getting old. But <laughs> So, next question, Dave. So, do you have any road stories? Road stories? Yeah. Uh, actually, um... Uh, probably not as entertaining as what you you probably already heard. Uh, but actually, one road story, one in particular, was when we were going to get uh, a wrestling license because in Louisiana you have to have a wrestling license. So we got like a two so, hour, yeah, three hour. Southern states have to have a license. Yeah, all kinds of shit. But uh, we were going down south to get our license, and um, I was riding with the dude that I wrestled with the most, and we're riding down there. And there's one I was a ref, and I wasn't wrestling yet. I was uh, just now starting that training, and he's like, "So he's just so." So what do you think about, you know, I know you want to wrestle. Have you thought about a, you know, gimmick or anything like that? That's well, no, not really. So that whole, and I mean the whole road trip, the whole trip down there and back, he helped me build my character. And once I got home, I got everything together. And that's when Gatekeeper was born, basically. Gotcha. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm always adding stuff to it and modifying it. And uh, the only thing I can really say is a lot of people, they get confused with my gimmick. And I'm like, well, if you just take the movie Tombstone and Outlaw Josie Wells and then throw in some tech 
Texas Chainsaw Master. I said, then you'll have my character. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Next question. I'm all about safety in the business, and I think referees should be, like, have CPR training, CPR first training, aid training, and all uh, that I'm stuff. I'm training all that. Because, like, and they should be checking on any big spots. When I watch a match yeah. and I see a referee not checking on the wrestler on a big spot, I get a little bit, it's a pet peeve, too. Pissed off about this because every single wrestler out there should be respected and should be checked on and making sure everything's okay. And when you're a referee and you don't check on the big spots and making sure that wrestlers... You see me rep when they, when like say, like something like Ty Awesome goes up and does that shooting star. Where yeah. am I, Susie Lance? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. want to make sure that everybody's safe. And we've seen wrestlers that died in the ring, YouTube. Piero Aguayo. Like yeah. Um, and you see the referee not in there. You see people running out. If he was trained, maybe he could have been saved a little bit. Maybe a way out to the... I was always trained, like, when the three count hit, I go down. You good? Okay? And they say, thank you. And then we go home. Brian. Do you agree that we need better safety in the ring for wrestlers? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Like, especially being, you know, coming from being a referee, uh, you know, I was, I was always checking on the guys because some of them sell really good. Sometimes you can't tell, you know, if they're really hurt or not. It's always good to just, you know, after a spot or, you know, I had to stop a match at our first show and I believe it was probably the first show of the night uh, because these two guys, they, uh, they done, like, one was on the ground and I could tell he, you know, he wasn't getting up. So I went over there and he had hurt his knee and then the other guy had hurt his knee and the other guy went back there and then he's like, you know, something about, you know, his ribs and shit. So I just threw up the X and I, you know, we had to call the whole thing because I wasn't about to play with that. And, uh, and you know, that's about all I can do. And of course, you know, I'm, I wasn't, you know, I'm not trained in the other stuff like, you know, you guys brought up and yeah, I don't think, I don't think it would hurt at all, you know, to do that because you would, you know, you'd probably save lives, you know, doing that. You know, you never know what's going to happen out there. No matter how safe, you know, you got two workers in the ring and that might be your top best safest workers out there but anything can happen so we were down in, in virginia back in what was the first show for espw uh may so we were down there in may segment two segment two or three was a tag match and within the first four spots of the match the one guy blew out his knee yeah like, oh. and that's when the medic in me yeah. kicks in so i ran in the back let, let them call and i went to check yep so it happened yeah. but but you, yeah, recently, it but you recently called a match and you ended the match and the wrestler was upset yes you know he pulled out his Back. He blew out his back. I, I had to call it. I looked at the promoter. I'm like, back, back. X. And I went, okay. I'm like, you got two minutes. Take it home. And and, and he's like, why? I'm like, because you blew out your back. You were hurting more. Give me a medic in here now. I'm wearing this shirt right now. I, I had to call it. And when, yeah. the, when the promoter at the end of the match goes, goes up and goes, what happened? I'm like, he took the turnbuckle too hard and he screamed, ow, fuck. And I looked at him and I said, are you okay? He goes, no, my back. I'm like, I'm taking it home. And he nodded for it at first. And it was a great match. He wrestled a future legend out of Florida. So, but I had to do what I had to do. I mean, yeah, you have to. Right. And it's for, you know, and it's for their own good. You're not trying to uh, sabotage the match. It ain't bad. I mean, you got somebody hurt, especially with their back. I mean, that's, that, that's that's pretty damn serious in my book. So and, and if anyone right. tells me their back hurts or anything like that, that's probably going to be a, a, an act, you know. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm not going to sit there and watch somebody further injure themselves or worse. Or injured. Well, he wasn't part. pissed off at me. He was more pissed off at the fact that 
that spot happened. He was more yeah. pissed off that he got hurt. But you have to remember, he's back. If he's right. picking up a wrestler and his back is, and yeah. he drops someone ahead, that could have injured his opponent. Right, and that's why I said, all right, sunset yeah. home, let's go. So I like to ask this question a lot because I see it all the time. So next question is called create a wrestler. And I'm a big gamer. I play all the wrestling games. And lately in the new wrestling games, you have a thing called create a wrestler where you can create yourself as a wrestler and play the game as you. But they also have a community creations uh, seg- that part where you can go in and download wrestlers that people created. And I've seen many of the indie wrestlers and wrestlers that weren't part of WWE created by fans like Hammerstein, Joey Janela, Omega, and a lot of the indie guys. So do you think like when the fans are creating all these wrestlers on the game, does it help the wrestlers to be recognized by other fans that don't know them? Oh, I'm sure. You know, especially like video games, that's a, that's a huge thing nowadays. And like, I have 2K22, you know, also. And uh, I created uh, I created me and, you know, other guys that I wrestled with. You know, they created each other on there and they put them on the downloadables now. And I was like, you know, I said, it, it can only further you. You know, you'll help, you know, some people. Uh, I guess it just depends if you're a gamer or not and you go that deep into it. Some people just play the games and just they don't worry about the, you know, create a wrestler and things like that. But nowadays, I, I know, I believe so because it's, it's, it's a huge thing. Definitely. So next question, um, it's collaboration. So like over to yes, yeah, is a new one. Collaboration. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've been on vacation for three weeks. I know I'm you not have. even supposed to be here today, but but my friend over here, DB, invited me to a really awesome concert last night. So I came home early, but y'all came in the studio and woke me up too early for this. So well, let me finish my question. Good. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, collaboration. So over the weekend, we up here in New Jersey and Philadelphia, we had a lot of shows going on at once. Too many. Too many. A lot of companies, you know, fight o- fight over like the weekends, like don't wrestle on my weekend you know we have a show and like that or, or they get banned because you're a fan of another company exactly so my thing is be, the companies should collab to collaborate you know have like a day where four companies can run one show all together with like an hour break like a festival like a festival you know um do you think that companies should collaborate with each other so that way it makes the business better it makes it more fun for everybody and it helps the wrestlers oh definitely uh that's you know that's great you brought that up too uh because we actually have one not far from us to do shows and actually, next month in our at our big show, they have a, a big show in Mississippi right next to us on the same night. And uh, some of their guys come over here, and we go and help them. And uh, I mean, the guys, you know, it's great to see because you know you don't you don't have all the fucking drama and you know, all that bullshit. And Definitely. it's just like, yeah, well, we got a show because the guys, you know, I was watching, um, you know, the two talk, and they're like, oh, we got a show that night. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, we do too. And you know, it's just, and it's not like a, you know, well, we're gonna shit on you. You know, we're gonna get more people to come to us because fuck you. It's just like you know, you know. I hope we both have good shows. I hope we both have good turnout. And uh, you know, yeah, it, it just makes things a lot easier when people can just get together on everything and just you know wish each other luck. You know, we're all re- you know, you know. I, I try to look at wrestling, professional wrestling, as a brotherhood, so to speak. And even though some people don't really look at it like that because they're assholes. And um, and I realize that you know I've met a lot of them so far. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it is it is a great thing when you can actually find a, another fan that doesn't. They don't mind using your guys or, or even coming over to support your show while they don't have a show going, which it's, has happened also. It's like it's starting so. to go back to like territory type era where if you work for this company, you can't work for mine. You know, and it shouldn't be like that. Let's all go work and have fun. Like there's been times where I've done two shows in one day for two companies that don't like each other. Like I don't care if you don't like each other. You're going to pay me? Then fine. 
Who cares? Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. Just because you don't like him and you don't like her and you're like, whatever. Who cares? So, Garrett, when you were saying all that stuff, I was just remembering we had a guy from Georgia on the show, Najazim, who was saying the same exact thing down in Georgia. They, you know, they work together. They don't have any drama between the companies. They support each other. And to me, that's just commodity and a way to keep this business alive, basically. New Jersey's the worst right now. Everybody wants to fight with each other. Right. It's like we all just get along. There's like 200 promotions in New Jersey and everybody's fighting. And Pretty much, point? yeah. We're on the final question, but I want to say before we do this. So when you come on the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, you become part of our family. So welcome to our family. I thank y'all for having me. I mean, uh, this is the only, you know, it's, uh, I've had, I, get, I have a blast, you know, with people, even in conversation just outside of a podcast or whatever. I love when people just want to talk about it and they ask me all these questions like you guys do. And, you know, I just love professional wrestling. I love talking professional wrestling. And, um, and it's great that, you know, hear guys like like y'all, y'all know, y'all, y'all seem to know a lot of people and, and a lot about yeah. it. And that makes a difference too. Because, uh, I mean, like, like I said, I could probably sit here and talk to y'all for five hours, but I know we probably ain't got time for that. Um, oh, I might just have to fly to Delaware one day. But um, I'll tell you this right now. We have up. a lot of questions in our um, little world. So mm-hmm. we, hey, will you know bring you, we will bring you on in the future and stuff Can like we that. go to the last question? Yeah, we're going to go to the last question. But I want to, I'm, I'm trying to talk to him right now. Like, as oh, human know. beings. Mm-hmm. And, but if you come up to Delaware, to Pennsylvania, Jersey, you are welcome to come up here and have fun with us. You know what I mean? We play Connect Four on our YouTube page. So that's the fun part hey. of us. You know what I mean? We are different. We don't want to be like everybody. I want to make this show like a radio show and have fun with everybody. Not, you know, and ask the crazy questions. Like we... Because you are a crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We had Dave Adams on our first episode. Here. First episode ever when we when I redone my show. You're welcome. And bringing Dave on. And he was our first guest and we just brought him on on our third season already. And we had different questions for him this time. So we will have different questions for you when you come on again. We do cross out stuff, but today we didn't cross off anything because we always try to keep it in time period and all that. So are you ready for the last question? And Dave Adams. No. Dave Adams. Made, Wait a minute. So Dave Adams God. did a little thing for us. Um, so I'm going to put it in there when we do everything. So it's going to say Dave Adams here. This is the 2300 final question. So that's where me going to add that in there. So ready oh. for that question. Let's do it. David Adams here. And this is the final question for this episode of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Hold it, hold it. Wait, you're doing this all wrong, right? Keener, can you introduce this question, please? Oh, okay. Please do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of doom. <laughs> so these questions are non-wrestling related. They're just random questions that we added in a little box here. So it's like a little fun. You know what I mean? Like see where you're at in life and everybody out there will go, oh, this dude's awesome. So our first one is favorite hammer time. Question number one. Favorite Halloween costume as a child? I'll definitely my Sub-Zero costume. That is awesome do you have pictures still or no i mean do you look like glacier yeah I would love to see yeah. that. I don't. I don't have my favorite costume because I dressed up as Egon from the Ghostbusters, and I still. I can't see it. I had hair. No, the goatee. I can't. <laughs> I didn't have a goatee either. I was a kid. Do you know there was a side story to that? That um, who who owns Mortal Kombat? Uh, Midway. Midway. At that time, Midway was going to sue WCW for license rights, and yeah, because they didn't get a hold of Midway to do the Blood Runs Cold gimmick with uh, Glacier. So, but on that note, question number. 
So this this is a TV show, but it's going to be coming out very soon. Monsters or Adam Family? I'm going to go with the Monsters. Are you ready for the movie? You know, I, I hear a lot of people that are talking bad about it because it's not what they're used to. It looks more comedic instead of horror for what Rob Zombie's been doing. Give him a chance. Always I mean, give Rob him a Zombie's chance. one of the biggest horror fans in the world. I love uh, anything Rob Zombie does pretty much. So my opinions are usually just that they're biased. Yeah, <laughs> he me can do too. Good. You know, I love his music. I love his movies. Uh, just anything he does. Yeah, agreed. Like, I, I getting, getting off track here, one of my favorite lines of any movies that he did was in The Devil's Reject. Devil's what? Reject. Devil's what? Yes, you are. Where he, where he, uh, Sid Haig gets in the car and goes, what? You don't like clowns? Ain't we fucking funny? <laughs> no. Now I gotta watch Devil's Rejects. But on that note, question, question number four. Three. Are you sure? Yes, it's okay, three. Okay, three. <sighs> number three! There you go. You messed up. This is, this is why we edit. Ladies and gentlemen, insert you fucked up chant right there. You fucked up. <laughs> Question number three. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Strawberry. Okay. I'm a little I was going to say something bloody. I like mint. <laughs> mint chocolate chip. Cookie dough is on there. Cookie dough. Oh, yeah. Cookie. Mint chocolate yeah. chip. Yeah. I found some ice cream I can eat. Keto ice cream. Is it? Te- it's got Tito's in it? Keto. Oh. Keto. Keto. Oh, I thought Tito's in it. Me and Brian got happy here. Keto. <laughs> Keto. Keto? I, I was just announced. Is, that, is that, that his name or is that the name? What? Keto. Keto. Oh, I thought you were saying Keto. I was going to say, let me talk to Paul Diamond for you. Oh, my gosh. He's getting on my nerves right now. Can we like, get back to the question? Please. Okay. Question number. Question number three. Question number four. Are you a four? Are you a video game console guy or a PC gamer? Console. Yeah. Do, do you get the old school ones, like the classic ones, where you just put the HDMI in the TV and you can play like two hundred games? I have three of them. Or you can go old school and do the plug into the cable line or the red yellow. Wait, wait. You still got an Intellivision or an, eight, an Atari? Huh, Brian? I got you have to remember, wow. Dave is so old school, he doesn't know these video game things. Dude, you're older than me by three months. Shut up. Both are old forts, okay? Yeah, I love the old school consoles. Yeah, I, I went- actually played uh, WWF Raw on uh, Sega here a while back, and God and Nostalgia. I went and bought the uh, classic systems, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, and the Sega, where you just put the HDMI in the TV, and I could play Golden Axe for hours. Do you remember Tendo, Cage Match? Oh, the really B, yeah. the, the B video game was it steel cage i think it was yeah, yeah. something like that oh my gosh but it was like was all the wrestlers were like they were like the rock'em sock'em wrestlers they were about that big and they all looked stocky and had blonde hair they were like the wrestlers that you could buy from the dollar store you know how crazy it is like from video games from nintendo to now they had like eight characters in one game right and then now they're like a hundred and something i mean if you go back and you play golden axe the same guy was in golden axe joust um it was like racing games they're all the same guy i got you both beat oh he still got a Atari. no at my N64. Yeah. Regular Nintendo. WWE WrestleMania. Had only Andre the Giant. Hogan. Tonk Man. Jake the Snake. Macho Man. Big Bossman. And Hulk Hogan. Warrior was in that too. Warrior was in that too. I thought Big Bossman was in that. No. Yeah, he was in too. Yeah. And I think Tugboat. Mm, earthquake. No. Yeah. Earthquake. Well, yeah. I was close. Yes, sir. Question number five. Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse? Because I asked that question because there was a movie called Roger Rabbit. Boop, boop. 
So Roger Please. Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. So Disney and Warner Brothers. The had only a, movie. They had a deal. They had Mickey and Bugs had to have the same amount of lines like were in the movie. So wait, they pulled in Outsiders? So if any other wrestler came in when Outsiders were in WCW, they got paid more money. No, um, they had to get the lines. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Let's they say Bugs wanted to say, what's up, Doc? Mickey had to say that many words. That was the deal to be in the same movie. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is my Roger Rabbit question. Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse? Bugs Bunny. Okay, okay. So go ahead. Your line. My Al. line? Yeah. My line? Yeah, your line. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the five questions of You go overboard a lot. Yeah, no, Kurt I'm not, Russell. I'm not Kurt Russell. I'm not Goldie Hawn. Oh, I thought right. you were. I don't know. I mean, you got the hair, so. <laughs> you remind me of the other guy from Overboard, the one friend who made the pictures in Overboard. When was the last time you saw Overboard? Wow. Moving on. So, Mr. Spears, can you let our fans know your social media accounts? Where to find you? Yeah, on all my social media accounts, it's uh, TikTok, Instagram. They're both Lord, all lowercase gatekeeper underscore UWE. Wait a minute. If he's the gatekeeper, can I be the key master? No. Yes. <laughs> Glad you got the reference. <laughs> it doesn't get Ghostbusters. I mean, you'd be surprised. And on that note, we're going to end the show here. And so we're going to have our little hit the button, and then we'll do the promo. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards, and we'll see you in the ring. And ladies and gentlemen, like to thank, big, huge thank you to the gatekeeper, Garrett Spears. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Heartless of Texas gatekeeper here, and you're listening to the 20. 20- 300 Wrestling Podcast. Hey, this is D.B. Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find Find them at 16 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chad's 4 PA 19317. And you can call them at 484 574 88 and 68. Hey, Brian. Hey, I what? Go now. 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Let's go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Kinner from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, letting you know about photographer, camera, editor, and designer extraordinaire Brian Schweiker. Please give him a call at 856 254 7546 for any of your photography needs. You can also reach him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com, Facebook, and everything else is there as well. Get him for all your party wrestling movies whatever you want to do that's brian swiker check him out yeah